you know, making that decision every single day to work out is never easy. If you only worked out the days that were you felt like working out, you might only work out one or two days out of the week. Um, but you're not making big lifestyle changes and feeling good by only working out one or two days a week. All right, we are here with Tommy for the first of a few episodes uh, for us to go a little bit of Wizard of Oz behind the curtain uh, and see see who our coaches are and dive a little bit deeper uh, into the mysterious man that you see in pictures on Instagram uh, and just give you guys some opportunity to hear from him what's going on in his brain, how he got here uh, and where he's headed in the future. Uh, I know Tommy's super nervous to be on here uh, and we're sweating in this office right now, but... But uh, we're looking forward to a good episode here. Rob's with us once again. I'm here too. I think he's the unofficial official co-host of most of these. So uh, welcome back, Rob. And uh, Rob's going to get us going here with our conversation and, uh, you know, just get Tommy answering some questions here and get this conversation rolling as to who he is uh, and what Tommy Maziao is all about. Nice. So my recollection, I've known Tommy unofficially probably like a little over five years right when i first came here you were here you and joey yeah two peas in a pod um super young how old are you then um first time i ever came into the gym was i just graduated high school so 2014 i was like 18 i met you 18 or 19 yep child baby coaching yep straight from the jump still driving a honda civic loved it that's right honda civic Civic. tons of miles on that bad boy yeah rode that thing till it had nothing left. (laughs) That's what it's about. Yeah. So we're trying to just give people an open door to you, who you are behind coaching. Yeah. What got you to coaching? So maybe we can start with um, when you were born. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, um, just start a little bit of like family dynamic. Brothers, sisters, youngest, oldest. Uh, I'm the oldest. Um, I have a younger sister and younger brother. My sister, she's... 16 months younger than me. Um, she is just graduated from occupational therapy school. Nice. Uh, from Pitt. Um, we always joke, you know, I didn't screw up in college. I didn't mess up. I graduated in four years on time, and she graduated in three. And we graduated. Wow. She graduated one day before me. Um, so that was a stressful weekend for my family, flying down to South Carolina, flying back up, graduating from Rutgers, and um, – you know, she doesn't let me forget it, that she she beat me to it. <laughs> um, my brother, he is a senior in high school. He's 17. Uh, he's going to Delaware in the fall. Um, and, you know, we're definitely a super close family. Um, both my parents are awesome and, you know, supported me in anything I've wanted to do um, and I strive to do in the future. Cool. Um, you know, I've always kind of left the door open for me to make sure I'm doing something that means a lot. Cool. Family man. Absolutely. But he's taking ladies. Yep. <laughs> so um, college, high school, let's go, let's go high school. High school is probably where I found CrossFit uh, and where my, my love for training and, um, you know, coaching really started. Um, I played baseball my whole life, a little bit of everything when I was young. Once I got to high school, I decided that, you know, baseball was what I was better at um, and put most of my effort into that, played that for – you know, solely for four years. Uh, towards the end of my junior year, found CrossFit online. Thought Rich Froning was the man, and I still do. Yep, wanted to uh, wanted to go to the CrossFit games, and 
you know, for a while, I actually thought, I think I believed that that might happen. Um, especially once I met Mike and started working out with him, I was like, yeah, we're going across. <laughs> Let's talk about that. You um, meeting Mike. When was that? Yeah. Uh, went to high school with his brother. That's um, how it happened. Yep. I, yep. I had started CrossFit my junior year, ended up playing baseball my senior year, but knew that was I wasn't going to play in college, and started at a gym up by me in Cranford. Was coaching my cousin and a friend in my garage uh, all summer. Built a pull-up bar with my dad. Ben Smith style. Ben Smith style. That's kind of how I. In front I, of the fridge. In front of the fridge. We actually uh, got a couple of those moments this summer. There's really? a few YouTube oh, videos right. from quarantine workouts. Right. Yep. No fridge though. Fridge is hidden in the corner. Just yeah. a uh, make makeshift pull-up bar. Yep, makeshift pull-up oh, bar, cheap cheap uh, rack off Amazon. And um, for those who don't know, just YouTube Ben Smith, you'll find out all the inside. Yeah, yeah. that's jokes. like OG CrossFit back oh, yeah. in the day. And if Rich came back, I have to say it, he'd beat Matt Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know. Yeah, I definitely root for him. We'd always talk about it, be like, if Rich came back, yeah, go out like you know he's doing teams now. So if he came back just to beat Matt, it. It would be awesome. That'd be the greatest. Yeah. I'd, pay, I'd pay-per-view that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, towards the end of that summer after I graduated, uh, you know, Mike's brother Nick, he's been one of my best friends for years, and he was going away to wrestle, and Mike invited him down to come train. Mike had just opened up. Uh, you were in your second location at the time. Um, and he was like, bring, you know, bring Tommy down. I had met Mike one other time at one of Nikki's uh, wrestling tournaments, and... I first was introduced to Motives in high school. Uh, Nick was actually selling Motive shirts. The OG Motives Mountain. Man. Live with a purpose on the back. And it was really cool to have a Motive shirt in, in my high school. 2013. Uh, yep. Slinging him out of the if trunk. You, yeah. If you got uh, reposted to, to Motives Life for Motives Monday, uh, you were that was cool. So, that was a big deal. Yeah. So Yeah. Motives Monday was like. Motives Monday was like. Hype. Who's that guy? Where like, it all he's began. Got, yeah. Um, and I like I have one picture specifically in my head of some guy up on a mountain. I don't know if it was you or one of your friends from college, but um, I was like, I got to get a cool picture with a motive shirt. Like, yeah, I got to be on Motives Monday. And uh, I, he invited me down to train. I was going to Rutgers, um, you know, undecided as what my major was going to be. Uh, goal was kind of get into the business school. Um, but Mike invited me. Do you want to do an internship? And uh, I met, you know, Joey, who a lot of you guys know. If you don't, he was one of Mike's first personal training clients and ended up being a coach here for a long time and is my best friend now and kind of from there he came onto the team a little bit while after that and you know I was not like most college kids I was driving here once a day sometimes twice a day you know in between classes or whatever to work out coach and yep once I finished that internship that's kind of where it, where it all started and how we got here today is that where motive started that's the official start Ah, it started in 2013. Oh, really? Wow. That oh, far yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. I graduated Rutgers in 12, and then the spring of 13, which you graduated high school. 13. In 14. In 14. So, yeah, it was like a full year. And then uh, on the what right when he was graduating, it was like the one-year mark. Gotcha. And then that's when he came down and worked out. I had to watch him work out first before I offered him the opportunity to right. intern. Then I, then I always remember this too. I, I, uh, I tasked him with creating like an eight week program or For something myself. like three yeah. day a week program. And I was like, bring this back to me. I want to see what it is. And he brings, brings back notebook paper, like photocopied old school back in the day. Yep. And, uh, and it, it was, was horrible. It was good. It was good. It was good enough where I was like, okay, there's something here. Like, let's go. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, in terms of Tommy and I's relationship as it relates to motives, that's when it started. 
2013 and you know it's evolved ever since yeah i remember when i first came tommy coming from my old crossfit which we talked about last um tommy teaching me how to snatch which i probably forgot most of what he taught me now but (laughs) it's okay no but he's he was teaching me how to snatch and i remember i remember thinking in my head like None of this makes sense to me, but I'm going to do it because I just trusted him. He's a trustworthy guy. That's, yeah. Maybe that's it's why. The that's, that's the hair flow. That's the hair flow. It's the hair flow? Uh, yeah, he didn't always have that. He nah, had a shorter always, haircut when yep. I first met him. You're right, you're right. It was tight on the sides. It was like a flip. The yeah, flip, yeah. The flip was in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now he – and I remember, like I, – I can't remember the exact weight, but it was, like, 45 pounds heavier than what I thought I could do resting. You're like, do 10 of these, and then do 10 of these, and then do 10 of these. And I was like, I'm going to be exhausted by the time I – get to my number that he wants me to get to yep. but but we did it good coach really patient uh really easy going easy to easy to get along with like from day one it wasn't like this awkward like let me learn this coach and then see see if we become friends it was almost just like he, he could flow with whoever so that was 14 no 14 or 15 you first came over because tommy and it i did a competition to together in that's what i was gonna say the first time that's when I, I met you rob okay so it was probably End of 14, 15. Yeah. So yeah. he was only coaching for a year. Yeah. And was attention already... To, attention was, to detail. I was like fresh off an internship too, yeah. not yeah. With, with zero. And he, he was watching slow-mo videos. So he's like the OG of, of playing the tape back. Playing the tape back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Playing I mean, the tape back, watching, be like, see that? Slow your, you know... Detail. Yeah. Back up quicker and slow your hips down and whatever else. It was, it was good. That was good stuff. So easy to get along with, easy to easy to flow with, right? So we're trying to give people an idea of, of who you are. You're not going to say that about yourself, obviously. I hope not. Trusting. No, he, he trusting is definitely. Yeah, trusting. Um, easy to talk to, easy to ask a question. You never feel like you get a bad, a negative vibe, if you will. I love people love that word. Um, so now let's, I guess we'll go into, you said high school, you internshiped here, you went to college, business major. Now what, what, what drove you, I guess, towards this field? Was it the internship? You just found out how much you loved it? Yeah, I was, um, you know, from my, at least my training history was started at a retro fitness and, you know, wanted to get bigger and yeah, lift. Yeah. And I was lifting with these older kids that I played baseball with. They were kind of teaching me. I remember like random old dudes in the, in the retro fitness trying to tell me that I'm doing stuff wrong and <laughs> trying to show me how to do it. Now that I look back, like, thank God I didn't really take yeah. what they said and, and ran with it. Would have been broken at 20. Yeah. Um, and then once I found CrossFit, uh, I like kind of fell in love with the training aspect of it and just like working hard. Um, that was always something that I wanted to be known for at least. Like just I'm going to be the hardest worker in the room as far as playing baseball and being the first kid in the batting cage and asking coach to get back in there at the end um, or taking an extra round of uh, fielding practice or whatever it was just to know that, you know, when – it came time for that coach to make the decision or whatever it was of who's who's starting, who's playing shortstop, who's playing third base, whatever it is, like he was just going to remember that I put a lot of work in. Um, and I definitely wasn't the most gifted athlete, like physically or um, baseball-wise, but I was willing to put in a bunch of work. Now that I look back on it and see what hard work really is, like I wish I could go back and do it again because – I would have worked two times, three times, four times harder, but um, I definitely had that at the forefront of my mind. And when I started to train and realized like this journey is, I have a lot of control of it. And I saw Mike and 
Danielle and our friend Emmy and these people that were like at the top of something that I was like, oh, I love doing CrossFit and the competition aspect of it. Um, and hard work was the, the variable that I could control. Um, a little bit different than baseball. Like if you work hard, you can see a lot of results. And that's kind of how I fell in love with the training part of it. Um, as far as coaching it, the ability to like make the relationships and see that I have a big difference in someone's day or they can be like, you know, having the worst day of their life and then come to the gym and I'm coaching them and they, they leave there better. Uh, that makes a big difference to me. Yeah. Um, and being able to day in, day out, whatever was happening at school, coming to the gym and knowing that someone was looking forward to seeing me uh, was the 9 a.m. moms, 9 a.m. moms, whoever it was. I think yeah. that was 10 a.m. at the 10 time. A, that's right. 10 oh, a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. The 10 a.m. had had the title, the like capital T, the the it like was, the Ohio State. It was the, the 10 a.m. The 10 a.m. moms. Yep. <laughs> a lot my, of people didn't survive that class. No, a lot of people know about the 10 a.m. A moms. lot of coaches wouldn't my, survive that. Class. My entire family knows about. They're like, why are you so tired? I'm like, those 10 a.m. moms got me today. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's that, hard yeah, work, right? That's there. hard work. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 weren't tested until you coached that class. No, that if if that was still a thing, that would be the ultimate coach torture test yeah make it oh, through yeah. 1 10 a.m you're in if you're not if if you're a little frazzled or whatever we yeah. know yeah you know, you're not, you're not coaching that two times three times everything's week. downhill from the 10 a.m <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> nothing against them though they're all no great. oh my gosh 10 a.m no, they're the best yeah honestly they they worked hard and it was the the most consistent and reliable class for so long hmm. you know yep. so uh and many of them are still with us they yeah. just come to the nine now so it's the nine now. The nine. The nine. With some new additions. Yeah, that's cool. So, okay, so I guess this kind of transitions into like your fitness journey, right? Yeah. Uh, the work ethic that you've put that, that I, I see here, I've seen over the years, should I say, because, um, you know, Mike has the framework, which is what we talked about a little bit last time. He's got this framework that he likes to build off of, of, of how he does different workouts and stuff. But as far as from the background, from seeing behind the scenes, it's it's tough to get anybody to work really right but to get good coaches which is i feel like we've been nailing it here mm. every coach we've had i mean everybody loves tommy joey everybody loves joey it was so loved you guys so much that it was hard to see new people come in it was almost mm-hmm. like your prejudice already like well it's not a joey yep. it's not a tommy it's not a um so that just says something to you guys and what you what you guys do as coaches what mike does for his i don't know process to get coaches so that that's been that's been cool from from the athlete side. I talk from the athlete side, yeah. from from this side of the curtain, but not the other side. So seeing, um, doing this podcast, I've learned a lot, seeing what goes into workouts, seeing what goes into programming, seeing what, now what goes into the vetting, if you will, process of a mm. coach, you know, which is uh, a lot, a lot. You guys are, you guys are nailing it here, but. Yeah, I think one thing, uh, one theme that Tommy mentioned as well that started when he was talking about his baseball journey in high school, and it's, definitely like a core value I'd say of him carrying all the way up and through is just always controlling like what was in his control at the moment. Um, and there's been so many growing pains with this business since 2014 when Tommy came on that if that wasn't like a, like a a quality that was embedded in his DNA, like he wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah. Um, in this hot yoga studio. yeah, Yeah. And that's not a knock on anyone else that's been on our team in the past, but the, the evolution of of where we were to where we are now has been like you i you can't even describe you know the ups the downs and and covid nonetheless you right. know so 
Um, it's definitely something regardless of, you know, whether it's baseball or here as an athlete or here as an employee or here now as an owner of the company as well. It's like, we're going to get to Mike on another episode. <laughs> uh, we're going to open that curtain. It's, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a trait that you, it's very hard to teach. Yeah. It's very, very hard to teach. Um, and in my opinion, I think it's something that comes from the way you're raised uh, and that starts with your parents, you know? So it, it definitely speaks volumes to, you know, his dad and his mom, uh, Frank and Hope, just like how, whether they even tried to do that, raising him, right? Like whatever sequence he went through as a kid leading up to now, it's just something that he doesn't know any other way. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly something we try to find in right. coaches coming in. It's hard though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The character, it's, you can't, you can't teach character. No. You can teach the programming, but yeah. the, char the character's Sure. Yeah. What if, as far as with them and kind of what they've given me as far as being able, being older and being um, able to look back at that and know and be super grateful for what I had growing up still today. Like there's, there's, I was joking with my dad not too long ago. Like one day I had coached all day, taken some extra privates, whatever it was. And I was home uh, doing some programming and then I was doing some schoolwork and it was like, 8 30 9 o'clock and i i'm like all right i'm done for the day like it's been a long day i got to the gym at like 7 a.m um, i'm gonna shut it down go take a shower and my dad's still in his office working i'm like oh, i thought i had you today like you know he doesn't wow. he doesn't he's working from when he wakes up till when he goes to bed and um family always comes first and you know that's his motivating factor in that like being able to you know support all of us in anything that we want to do uh but just knowing that some like he's always been that guy that works nonstop. My mom, you know, she's the most selfless person that I know. Like she'll nonstop work, be super tired, but you'll never see it. And uh, and it's all for us. And that's kind of like always been on my mind that I know that it's going on. But being able to look back at it and say, I want people to think that about me. Mm -hmm. um, I want you know whether it's my girlfriend or my friends or my future kids to know that that's a, something that I live my life doing. Right. Um, like it's definitely important. And I don't think my dad wakes up every day thinking I got to do this to prove it. Right. That's just ingrained in him. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely something that I've seen and am super grateful for like learning it from someone firsthand to see why I've been so lucky to, you know, be around the people that I have sure. on wow. a daily basis. Almost cried there. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm kidding a little bit. <laughs> Tried to lighten it up. Tommy's like R and B. If I had to, if I had to label you, he's like R and B. His his tone too. He's like 80s, uh, 90s R and B was really the best, but nice 90s R and B nice always R &B. always smooth, smooth. Yeah, loving. I can't even think of a, Some a 90s R and B artist. Uh, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to that another day. Man, how old are you? 31. I'm 31. How do you? Come on. Come on, man. Come on. I grew up on, on Q1043, classic rock. Malarkey. <laughs> classic rock. Okay. All right. I guess. Me and my pops. Well, I'll, I'll send some songs over. For all the North Jersey peeps, get the light out on Tuesday mornings. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, I was more like the uh, 112, like absolute lady killer music. Wow. That's the stuff. It's over now, 112. That's how you got Jen, huh? I'm telling. Um, you know, I might have sent her that too. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. But anyway, um, so, okay, fitness journey, um, work ethic. We know where you stand there. I think everybody sees that. It's good to, it's good to hear you explain it a little. So now 
um, you were involved in sports, you got involved in CrossFit, you really liked it. Now you've progressed or evolved or, or haven't limited it to CrossFit, right? So now you've, you've done other things, marathons. Yep. You've been involved a full marathon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, let's talk about that because 26 he, miles. He, uh, he one day was like, I'm running a marathon this weekend. And I was like, what do you mean you're running a marathon? He's like, I've been training for like, whatever, five months, well, however many months. He's like, I made it a goal by my 25th birthday. Like I was going to run a full marathon. So then I, I, it's COVID, right? So yeah. I'm like, uh, so where's the race? He's like, there is no race. I, uh, I drew a map around my town. So then we get pictures, like update pictures when he finishes it. And uh, his family like strategically placed themselves around town. I think his mom was like That's riding awesome. a bike to follow yep. him at one point. That's awesome. And there was uh, a finish line into my garage. Yeah, really? yeah the yep. finish line picture was cool. Yep. Uh, how, I guess, I mean, I'm interested too how that even became a thing. Uh, um, definitely some background on like me and my relationship with running. Uh, I'm doesn't happen overnight because I'm, I'm up to the 900 meter. Yeah. Running I've, right I, now. Running a marathon has Without given me a dying. whole new perspective on when people complain about running an extra tree on a 200 by accident. So <laughs> I have no sense. I'm guilty. That. I'm guilty. Yeah. The, I'm always like, it's this line. Yeah. It's I the measured. crack in the ground. Um, it's the it's second crack. crack. It's the second crack. crack. Right. Thank you. Officially on the podcast, everybody, it's a second crack. It, it is a second crack. After you make the turn. After you make the turn. You don't so count crack. the crack before you make the turn. We're going to label it. All right. We're some spray paint or something. But I've been saying this for months. Yeah. Um, as far as my relationship with running in high school, uh, I ran track like my freshman year indoor track in the winter and I hated it. Um, I was definitely a baby. I said I had shin splints, my knee hurt and I was just like, wasn't conditioned to run at all. And like we ran inside around the school and, uh, you know, I did it the whole season. We didn't ever compete cause it was indoor track. Um, it was just more for the kids to continue training going into the spring, but I never did it again. Um, and then when it would come up in baseball, like we would run in the beginning of the season and I hated it. Um, and I didn't know, I think I was more scared of it. Uh, and I've always associated a lot of anxiety with long runs. Like I've been scared to hurt or be, you know, trapped somewhere far away. Like, you know, where I'm like, I'm going to avoid it. Um, and it was kind of, a, uh, always a thought in the back of my head, like, if that person can run a marathon, like I could walk a marathon, um, <laughs> if I had to, right. Like I could make it 26 miles. Like, yeah. I could definitely walk. Right. I could definitely walk a marathon. And, uh, it was always kind of in my brain, but I never put any, put any action towards it until, um, quarantine where I started to run a bunch. Uh, I spent a lot of time outside as far as mountain biking, running in trails, just running on the street, doing, you know, spending my time like trying to just Trying not to be locked days. down. Yeah, trying yeah. not to be locked down. Um, and it really, I was doing some longer runs. I had never run more than like 10 miles. I ran 10 miles one time on a, on a rainy day during the middle of quarantine sometime in like April or May. Um, and I was crushed from it. My knees hurt, my shins hurt, my low back hurt. And I was like super sore. And I was like, how could you run 16 more miles? Um, and I kind of, you know, would just, it was like on a whim one day. Fast forward a couple months, um, I had been running just regularly, not like super long distances, maybe 20 miles a week, nothing crazy, um, but more just for the mental aspect of it to get out and feel yeah. good and uh, not pushing any numbers or anything. Um, and then I was like, 
you know, it still was like a thought. I w- I'm turning 25 in November, and I kind of want to run it. I want to run a marathon on my birthday. Um, on your birthday? On my birthday. And that was my, and I knew it was on a Sunday. I had looked ahead of time, and I was like, that would be cool. I'll run it on a Sunday. Uh, I'll do it on my own, because m- me being anxious about it, knowing that I'm going to have to battle something during it, if it's not a real race and I don't make it, like, no one's going to. It, it, there was I didn't stop and quit the course right it was just me going on a 18 mile run instead of a 26 mile run yeah um the other thing was I didn't tell anyone until the end of the summer like I knew I knew I was going to run a marathon on my birthday probably like May but if I told anyone then I had to because I couldn't right not do had it had to commit right? the, then it's like did you ever run that marathon nah I didn't I didn't get to um or you know it just never came together I knew once I put it out into the universe like it had to happen so that was something that i was adamant about uh the first person i told was my friend gerard i'm like i got something crazy to tell you i'm gonna run a marathon on my birthday he's like no way we would go on mountain bike rides for hours and in uh down at Alaire, and you know it was one of our conversations that day and i was kind of telling him why like no i'm gonna do it so it was out there i hadn't even told my girlfriend yet none of my family knew um so once i told him then i was like now it's in the universe i'm gonna have to figure out right this is probably end of the summer like august um, once we get into September, uh, my dog gets sick and passes away like mid September. And Oof. it was like a Friday night. RIP Ginge. RIP Ginge. Um, she was, she was liked by few, but the, <laughs> you know, she liked very few people, but she was loved by those that were, you know, in my house. If you came into my house, she, she probably didn't, you know, wasn't too friendly to you, but she was good to us. And uh, she was a little Chihuahua Yorkie. If you guys have never seen pictures, you can go find some back on my Instagram. But she was barely a dog. Um, <laughs> but we found a way to love her, and we thought she was cute. And uh, so Friday, she was fine. Um, she was getting old, definitely, but you know, she was 13 or 14. Uh, and Saturday morning, I went mountain biking. I came back. I was going to go look at trucks with my dad, and I called him, and he said, um, hey, Mom and Gabby brought Ginger to the hospital. She wasn't doing well. And then I had a text from my mom that I looked at. Uh, we're taking Ginger to the hospital. I think nothing of it. I get home, and my dad's. I'm like, "What time are you guys getting home? Like, what's going on?" And like, you're gonna have to come, right? Where she has lung cancer, right? From like fine to th- she throws up blood Saturday morning. We have to put her down that night, right? So, we're. I had. I've been lucky enough to never lose someone that's really, really close to me. So, this was the biggest loss. Like. I've had of someone that was in my life every single day. Next day I wake up and I'm like, I gotta, I wanted to suffer for what I saw her go through on Saturday afternoon, right? And that was really my thought process. Like we were holding her in my hand uh, on my living room floor and she was like, she couldn't breathe and just like looking at us knowing like, please like, let me go. And we're like, you can, like, it's okay. Like, don't be scared, whatever. We were, it was a very intimate moment between me and my family and like, she was truly suffering and I was like, I got to do something to suffer to like, just get whatever's inside of me out. So I, I'm like, I'm going to go run a half marathon. I hadn't run anything more than 10 and I, was, I started out on a run. I didn't tell anyone where I was going. I had my headphones. I was listening to a David Goggins podcast, like to fire me up. If you guys have ever heard him talk, he's an animal. Um, he'll run like 240 mile races. So he's, he's crazy. But I listened to him on Joe Rogan. And I was like, going for, I was at like seven and I was like, all right, I could definitely do this. Um, and that's kind of 
where I started to hurt a little bit. I got towards my house and I called my mom. I'm like, mom, fill up a water bottle with, uh, I had like powdered like electrolytes or something and I had not brought any water with me, nothing. And just put it in the mailbox. She's like, Tommy's telling me to put, like she doesn't know what's going on. My dad's calling me, he's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm running, I'm running a half marathon. He's like, what, where? Get, grab the water, you know, finish it. I'm destroyed from it. Like, I think I'm, I'm like, that was stupid. Like I'm, I'm hurt. Uh, I felt better after, like it was like, I, I didn't tell anyone I was doing it to suffer for my, that, my dog that I watched suffer yesterday, but I felt like um, when I wanted to stop, like it was something that I definitely came up in my mind and, ma- and helped me finish. So from then on out, I was like, I can run half with zero to little specific training. Like I was just training in the gym, doing CrossFit, running once or twice a week, but nothing super long. I can plan out to run for a marathon. Um, so from then on out, that was like early September. Uh, I knew I had until November 29th to, you know, schedule it every, I would run like three days, four days a week. Uh, I kind of took TJ, um, as a source of like knowledge. Cause I knew he was a runner and like one of his goals was to do these long distance runs. TJ next door, TJ next door. Yeah. So he kind of brought me out on a couple runs, give me the, gave, gave me the exercise physiology you know, background of what, what's going on with your body and how you need to fuel it and what kind of training you should be doing. Cause training CrossFit, like for so long and coaching it only with some like strength and conditioning, like that was my knowledge base. Like I didn't have any formal schooling on it. Um, and whatever was interesting to me as far as podcasts or reading books, that's how I got my knowledge base as far as training. Um, and TJ kind of opened that up to the long distance side of it and what, how to really train aerobic fitness and what that kind of looks like. So I, I really, um, at some point I ran a, a mile hard to see where I was at and I ran a 5:51 mile. Um, and it was like going into it, I just ran it by myself and I was like, I want to run sub six. I thought that would be cool. So 5:51 was like, I knew where I was at at my max. Um, and then I kind of, every Sunday was a long run. It started off at like 45 minutes and then it was like a couple hour and a half and then a couple two hour runs. I ran, probably three half marathons leading up to it. And one of them was with TJ. We went down to the Pine Barrens. He lives down in Tom's River and we went, uh, it was like an hour and a half drive for me down there um, just to run a half marathon with him. I had never run uh, with like bottles of water or whatever. And he kind of hooked me up with that stuff. And we ran in like, like right around two hours in in the trails and it felt awesome. Um, I wasn't sore the next day. The only thing that bothered me was my stomach after I knew that nutrition was a big part of long distance running um, and how to f- make sure I properly fueled myself. So that was kind of the next couple weeks of my learning, like what is my body going to be happy with? How do I not feel, uh, you know, the stomach cramping and stomach pain like for the rest of the day after it? Um, make sure I don't have to stop because of that. Fill me in on that um, later. After 600 meters, I'm yeah, cramped up. You. My stomach's phew, ready yeah. to eat. We got to get you Jen's some. Jen's chocolate chip cookies. I'm ready for some or? cookies after 600 meters. <laughs> chocolate chip cookies, some sourdough bread, whatever. That's so it. You guys got going <laughs> yeah. on over there. You're always cooking up something good. So, so you've progressed. Yep. You've taken your CrossFit to another level, marathons. Yep. Now you're kind of in the PT world. My, uh, as far as my journey now, like once I got through the marathon, like I, you know, I've, I love the CrossFit style training. It's always going to be a part of it. I love strength training. The running is definitely like as far as a 
therapy to get out and run and do a long run and know that I'm going to battle some type of anxiety, but it's going to help me get through it. Um, triathlons are kind of always something that I want to definitely do in, in, in the future. Um, and as far as like where I'm at education wise, I went to school for finance. I knew I wasn't going to be sitting behind a desk kind of for the rest of my life. And that's kind of why I made the decision when I graduated to come on as an owner and work here full time. Um, I just didn't know where that was going to take me, whether it was going to be, I was going to be coaching or what. And PT was something, physical therapy was something that I always liked the idea of. I just didn't pursue right from the beginning. Um, so I, for the last year and a half now, I've been taking all the prerequisites to get into a DPT program. Um, the goal is to apply in October and start that uh, next May. Um, I've been lucky enough to be around That's awesome. people like our friend Dave, and uh, who owns a PT place in Tinton Falls, and then TJ, obviously, who's here, um, who have kind of, he's definitely brought me under his wing as far as just, you know, look at things this way. It's made me a much better coach for my personal training, my group class training, and the hybrid class we were running for a while. Um, I'm able to look at things through a different lens, kind of, yeah. and just know that I don't have that knowledge yet, but I can see where I'm going to have this full spectrum of um, ability to help someone wh wherever they're at on the fitness journey. That's awesome. They sent this big company. I can't remember the name. doesn't matter anyway, but to to over to my company because I work outside. I work for the power company. We work with our hand, like a you know physical job. Mm -hmm. And they did this whole presentation. It was three days. They were definitely trying to get in there, but they did this presentation and it was really eye-opening because they were showing a bunch of different things on like body movement and just stuff you never heard of, like turn your hands like this. If you stand like this, this means this. And all these different cues that obviously you're learning about it and looking for, which is uh, unbelievably valuable as a coach in my opinion. And seeing that, I remember thinking to myself like, we do that at CrossFit. We do that at the gym. We do that here. Like, wow, okay, I see like these concave motions and movements of like in and out. And he was showing all these different things and a proper squat. And I was like, I felt like I knew something. Mm -hmm. It felt kind of good. So mm -hmm. for the, for the people out there that don't see that, yeah, it's, it's super important. And I didn't believe in PT until I hurt myself at work. We talked about this a little bit. I hurt myself at work and I thought it was like, you know, I still don't believe in chiropractors. They're bogus, but PT is cool and it works. And uh, after seeing the recovery of that and how I can still function here, now tying it all together, it's pretty, that's pretty awesome. So to get back to you, though, um, you've progressed, right, from, from starting of a little kid playing baseball, essentially, yep. to now a coach, to now an aspiring physical therapist. Where do you see yourself maybe in the next five years, ten years? Um, five years? I mean, if everything goes smoothly, uh, I'll apply in... October, I would start a DPT program next spring, I think like May, June, and that would be uh, three years from there. So that would put me at 2025, somewhere graduating. Um, you know, the way I've positioned myself here as far as making connections with TJ, having him in-house, being able to, you know, have my own business with Mike as far as running um, the, the gym with him and having that client base where I know I'll be able to have something that, you know, maybe I'll be able to slide in here and work as a PT. TJ will blow this place up and he'll be, you know, running five different tables of PTs uh, as we're 
we are we have a second floor in a basement on this place, and we got you know five <laughs> the Roman Empire members, right? is just yeah. starting. No, and the secret pool on the roof. Yeah, the no pool. one knows about that. Uh, with a sauna. <laughs> We're in the sauna. Yeah, um, <laughs> but definitely as far like this life, you know, being able to help people through fitness and even more, you know, on the spectrum of uh, injury and rehab will allow me to make big differences in people's lives, you know, for a long time. Um, you know, five years, I hope I'm, I'm helping a bunch of people and making a difference in their life. And, uh, I enjoy the ability to own my own business and kind of have control of the image that you're putting out and how you kind of bring people onto your team and make sure they're giving out the same message. Um, something that me and Mike have always tried to do is, and struggled with is when we bring someone on or if someone is uh, portraying themselves as a motives um, coach, right? We want them, like, we feel like we're n- they're never gonna do it better than me and him or right mm-hmm. when we're on the floor. We wanna give the best possible product um, and we take a lot of pride in that. And that's something that, you know, makes you work harder and makes you kind of really enjoy what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And being able to find people that can continue to grow and make an impact on more and more people's lives is is super cool to finally take a step back and find guys um, that can do that and have the same kind of drive and and ability to make a difference on other people's lives. Yeah, this isn't a college frat house gym where it's just like, you know, lift some weights, see where it goes. You guys have a plan, obviously. Building building a brand, which is which is awesome and what what you stand I, I guess what the brand stands for and how you guys stand behind that is is interesting to me yep it's definitely been you know train with a purpose live with a purpose is always yeah. it's, it's a cool slogan it looks cool on a t-shirt but it definitely means a lot to us and allows us to be our you know our guiding uh, thought in the back of our head when we're making decisions whether it's business our own fitness or um, you know emotional you know relationship building kind of decisions and it's done a pretty good job. That's awesome. So far. All right, cheat food. Cheat food. We'll close it out with a cheat food. I don't like sweet. I don't like sweet, sweet stuff. You don't like sweets. Entim- no candy. Entenmann's cookies. I I have no control. Oh. Um, chocolate I chip cookies are my my weakness. Uh, the mini ones, Entenmann's. Yeah, Entenmann's. Those can't. are. I could drink a half a gallon of milk and finish the box. Oh so. gosh, I'm sick thinking about um, that. <laughs> Mike uh, loves milk. Uh, it's his favorite. I, I'm actually I'm lactose intolerant now. Just like you bring the teacher an apple, bring bring Mike a glass of milk. Please don't. Oh, don't. Please guys, It'll don't for, for Danielle's sake. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> bring him a nice ice cream. Yeah. He loves it. Or any sour cream on his chipotle. You bring me milk. You bring me milk. The gym will be closed for the rest of the night. Uh, that's that's cookies are my weakness. We I don't were, like a we lot were of like sweets. Very regimented and and, and yeah. a little more f- like almost too focused. And then we had to. I had to break it up with a cheat food. Break yeah. It up. yeah, he's human. He eats cookies. That's that's Love the cookies. that's the basis. Yep. Yeah. All right. Enough with the cheat food. Even though it's only one. <laughs> cookies. Nothing else. That's maybe, it. That's maybe all I got. Pizza. Maybe Cook- pizza. Maybe pizza. I do like pizza. Yeah. Pizza's not really cheat food. That's kind of healthy. Cheese, sauce, bread. Uh, yeah. Come on, man. Come on. All right. You got uh, thirty seconds. Uh, you have thirty seconds on the clock of closing thoughts. Maybe some nuggets or words of inspiration. Uh, for our thousands and thousands of listeners. <laughs> Watch out, Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, something that I always like to talk about with the people I'm working one-on-one with and trying to build a, you know, build their fitness, but also build them as a person and show them that uh, what you're doing in here for that hour kind of 
makes a big impact on your day-to-day life. Um, you know, making that decision every single day to work out is never easy. If you only worked out the days that were, you felt like working out, you might only work out one or two days out of the week. Um, but you're not making big lifestyle changes and feeling good by only working out one or two days a week. Uh, discipline is really what it comes down to, to make that tough decision to just start moving. You never regret a workout that you did. Um, maybe if you go too hard and end up puking, but, uh, if you just start moving and you, and you get going, you're always going to end up having a better day. And, you know, one thing that has come up in our staff meetings recently was like, what's one thing that, you know, when you, when you do your, you work better, you're a better person, whatever. And, um, and makes you more efficient And mine is just getting in that workout, whatever it is, uh, prioritizing it and putting it on my own time so that it doesn't end up being, um, something that's lost as far as get it done when, before anyone's awake or do it after everyone leaves or whatever uh, it takes, whatever it takes, get yeah. it in. It doesn't have to be crazy. Be consistent. Um, it makes a big difference in, in, you know, feeling good. Uh, mine is getting rid of some anxiety and, and being able to have a clear mind and, um, you know, enjoy the other things that it's not the only thing, but it, it makes a big difference in the rest of my life. And, um, I've built a lot of good friendships over it and it's, uh, I've seen the value in it for whether it's from high level fitness and going to Miami with Mike and watching, you know, elite level CrossFitters compete or some woman that comes in broken and, you know, with a lot of issues and, uh, metabolic disease that can barely get up off the couch, but will, you know, build, I build my trust, you know, bank with her and I'm able to get her lifestyle things back that she never thought she would again right she can cook again and play with her her grandkids and whatever it is like that kind of stuff is real and it really what makes a big difference to be able to pass that message on um all through kind of fitness and just health and wellness awesome awesome discipline commitment and r&b and hard work and hard work work. hard work work. always hard work there's tommy in a nutshell Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode, a look behind the curtain with Tommy uh, and our unofficial official co-host, Rob, back on us again. Uh, Just to to remind you guys, keep giving us some feedback here. Uh, It's been great coming into Rob and myself, and it's it's very encouraging for us to keep keep these these shows going. Uh, We have a a few more guests lined up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, And also on whatever platform you're on, drop us some rating, drop us some five stars. Uh, and share this with anyone that you feel uh, this would make an impact for uh, on any given day. Once again, uh, this is your crew, Tommy, Rob, and Mike. Have a great day.